What's up, everybody? Daniel Miller back. This is a pit reflection uh, for the week of July 20th, uh, my anniversary week. Uh, so, yeah, my anniversary was Monday on the, the 20th, and now I am coming to you. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, it will be out on Tuesday, probably Wednesday. But, yeah, I wanted to kind of let people know that this is going to be kind of the cadence going forward. Uh, basically a bi-weekly interview with a reflection in between. And I don't know, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about, uh, for the rest of the year, but that is going to be what we're doing for the rest of the year. And for those that are, this is the first season that you're listening to the productivity and tech podcast, then, um, yeah. We basically record up until the October, November timeframe. This year, we're going to be cutting it off uh, the week of Thanksgiving. And for the remainder of the year, I will be playing back some of the ref- um, after shows, some of my favorite after shows throughout all of the interviews for this year. I've been thinking so much about those after shows. My goodness. Uh, there was actually a thought of almost starting a brand new podcast just called like the after show or something like that. Um, or the pit after show, you know, something along those lines only because I genuinely think that in most cases, those episodes are better than the interviews themselves. And that's not a promotion for you to all immediately you know, give me money to listen to the after show. Honestly, you can't give me money to listen to the after show. That's not how it works. You just have to uh, reach out to me and say, you want to be a part of the pit community. Um, So that's, I mean, I genuinely think that the after shows are better. And I worry because when you have a different host every single week, there is an opportunity for there to be a little bit of overlap sometimes. But in most cases, that doesn't happen. Um, I've told a few stories a few times over and over, but uh, I do my best to often make sure that I'm answering different questions or if the same question is asked. I mean, as long as I'm, I'm not having to lie, um, I will try to answer it differently than before. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Like I said, I'm going to be releasing a handful of episodes of after show episodes for the holiday season for 2020 going into 2021. And if the feedback is good, maybe we'll figure something out. Otherwise, we'll just continue the process. But okay, let's jump into this. So what have I been doing? Well, last week we had our interview with Tom Merritt that went live. That was a blast. I hope that everyone really enjoyed that episode. I think that Tom Merritt, and then there's a few other people actually that are going to be coming up in future episodes, are easily the biggest impacts in my podcasting career. Uh, 
uh, people that I've listened to longer than anyone else, people whose opinions weigh way more um, in terms of advice given and and things like that. And like I said, Tom Merritt, I put at the very, 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 very tippy top of that list uh, with just a handful of others. So it's great that I've, you know, he's been on the show twice now. He's a part of the Two Timers Club. I am thankful that he has decided to be on the show again. And I learned a lot from him again. So I, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't, be sure to go back and listen to that episode. I'm sure you will love it. But yeah, what else do I have going on? Um, I've been live streaming more, more coding stuff lately. Uh, those that do know me as a streamer know that I, I, I like to stream like Hearthstone a lot. Uh, this is one of my favorite games to play. I'm a part of a esports team that focuses, you know, primarily on streaming and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my area. But in order to prepare for some, some stuff coming up in the future, in the near future, hopefully, I have been wanting to do more and more live streams to make myself feel more comfortable, uh, playing around with the idea of like actually writing code in front of people. And I think that that's going to continue. You know, I've, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of connection with some people in the audience. So yeah, I think we're going to keep doing that. Basically the way that it'll work is I'll be streaming during the week uh, with me doing coding projects and things like that. And then at the end of the week, I'll still have my fun stream where I stream Battlegrounds. And uh, just as we adjust over time, maybe I'll do more Battleground streams. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but it's all it's all about playing. And, and speaking of playing, that is actually something that I'm going to be talking about or presenting at the Mac Stock Expo uh, this weekend. So I was... My talk was accepted for the Mac Stock Expo for 2020. Unfortunately, that got canceled because of the stuff with COVID-19. And now Mac Stock uh, is doing an online presentation, kind of like a smaller version of Mac Stock. But then also now we're going to be doing the actual talk next year. So that gives me a little bit more time. I think that's actually a good thing because I have... Like I said, a couple of things that are kind of in flux right now. Some stuff is kind of changing and I will have to make sure that everything is still okay to talk about um, when that time comes. So this was actually a great opportunity for me to talk. Uh, my topic was titled Playing Your Way to Profit, which was, I call it the motivational version of looking back at the different things that I've done, the different things that I do. And using that as a way to put yourself in a position to where you can be profitable doing the things that you have enjoyed doing, doing the things that you do for fun. And, and, you know, as I say, it's not a, you know, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life talk. It's not a get rich doing what you love talk, anything like that. It is a legitimate look into. Here is an example of what I've been doing. Here's an example of the things that I do on a regular basis, asking for no money whatsoever, and how I have turned that, I've used that to find a career path uh, 
that I think best works for me so that in my day job, I feel like I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing. And I think that's super cool. I think that's a really difficult thing to do, but I think that it can be done if you give yourself the time to examine what you're doing and how you're doing it. That was a really weird sentence, but that's okay. We'll, we'll keep going. Like I said, um, that'll be on Mac Stock Expo. I'll send a link over to the website. I know that space is limited in terms of the virtual conference, but I do hope that, you know, some people hear it. I think it is going to be available on YouTube. And I did talk with the organizers that if for some reason they don't throw it up on YouTube, um, they'll, they've agreed to give me a copy of it and then I can just throw it up on my YouTube channel, which I mean, again, my YouTube channel is mostly so I can do stuff like that. I can just throw things up quickly, but yeah, I've been doing that. I also have a talk on Thursday. So I literally have, luckily this one is live. So the other one was recorded. It's already been recorded. I'm just waiting for it to come out. The, this one is a, a live presentation for Python San Diego. Um, uh, it is something that, I think any other week, this would be like my main topic. And it's kind of the idea of learning how a thing does a thing and not just making assumptions on a thing doing a thing. And I, I guess the, the, the fast and easy of it is I was working with a Python tool. I thought the tool did a thing a certain way because of how it was named. And then it turns out that it indeed doesn't. It does a completely different thing. And there's actually a lot of thought into why and how it does that thing. So, you know, just looking at all of the options available to you and then coming up with when and why you should do things a certain way. I think that's the thing that really makes developers show a little bit more um, maturity in their like career path is the junior level developer either doesn't know or only knows one way to do a thing. So they do it that way. The mid-level developer has a favorite way of doing a thing and they do it that way. But then a senior level developer looks at what would be the best situation for each use case and then is able to educate those around them as to what they should do and why. So kind of giving that guidance, but giving it in a way that most people below them are not thinking about. And I, I almost say that it's a senior level's job to question why decisions were made and if they were aware of any potential side effects because a lot of the understanding of what those side effects might be could only come with experience in the industry. So yeah, that, like I said, that's just going to be a breakdown of that. Um, I will add a link to the meetup uh, for that event. If you're in the San Diego area, I mean, you don't even have to be in the San Diego area to attend the event, but if you want to attend the event, then there's a link there. Uh, it would be fun to, to have you catch the talk, but you know, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure on, uh, on actually attending it. It's a local meetup. So I, I know it's not going to be a, a huge thing. So I kind of hinted at what would, what is the main topic? And this is actually split. 
um, mostly because the two things are connected, but I kind of pulled two big things from them. Um, in a recent podcast interview that hasn't come out yet, um, in the after show, we talk about the idea of implementing something called the 12-week year. And that's kind of where you have like this for the next 12 weeks, we're going to focus on getting this thing done and we're going to plan it out and do all this stuff and, and have it you know be done. And then we'll take some time off and then we jump back in with another 12 week uh, cycle or sprint. I don't do this, but I do something similar to this. I often look at this. I guess this would be similar to like the shape up method by the base camp team but ultimately, I go into seasons of work when I'm working on a, a personal project. So a season of work might look like, and my last you know, project was getting the final features set up to make a bigger marketing push on Render Engine. And by bigger, I mean any kind of marketing push, basically. We are wrapping up the features of Render Engine now. And by we, I mean mostly me, but then I'm also doing it on live stream. So there are others. And now what we're doing is we're kind of shifting into that make your documentation better, uh, get some good testing going, add some test cases, and get some people using it so that you can catch bugs that people might run into. So why am I asking? Why am I bringing this up? Well, I thought we were actually done with this a couple of weeks back. And then I noticed that there was a huge slowdown on how long it took to build out the site. So I did a couple of things to fix that. One, I actually addressed some of the issues that were causing problems. But then two, I also outlined and showed where some of those problems existed. And, and that way, any delay was consumed by, by the visual process of, hey, this thing is doing a lot. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really nifty idea. It's more of a social psychology kind of thing where if you push a button and nothing happens for 20 seconds and then it's done, it's going to feel a lot longer than if you push a button and then for 20 seconds you see a bunch of stuff happening and you're like, whoa, and then you have a progress bar that lets you know how close you are to being done. So a lot of some of the features now that have been added are kind of not necessarily anything that would make the application perform better, but give it the appearance of performing better. And in, in my opinion, it's not bad. I mean, this thing builds out close to 200 pages in 20 seconds. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, it it's nice. You know, it's very, very nice. But the only reason I mentioned that I thought we were done, the only reason that we weren't done was because I had trouble implementing a feature and because of that, it was causing some issues. And I wanted to highlight the importance of design in a project. And I don't mean design in making it look pretty. Um, th that is 
there is a, a time for that as well. But I mean the importance of design and understanding the design and structure of your project. Often we feel like we know what we want to do and what we need to do, but we start jumping all over the place. If you were told to build a project and you're like, okay, I'm going to build this project out. I'm going to, you know, I start right here. I start building this. Oh, I need this class. I need this. And you start building stuff out. And then you start to realize, oh, wait, maybe this should go over here. So then you move it over there and then you're like, ah, oh, but you know, this is causing another problem. So what if I do this? And then you start doing something else and you're like, well, that's not really working either. What do I do this? And then all of a sudden you got, well, they've got recursive problems. And then you finally realize I'm going to put it over here. And then you stop and you look at it and it's in the exact same place that you started at. That was the issue that I ran into. And granted, there were small adjustments throughout time. So it was better for it. But in the long run, I had designed a lot of this application and how it was supposed to be set up prior to writing code. And by doing that, I was able to get through those features relatively quickly. I mean, we got pagination done in less than 24 hours. I thought that was awesome. But the areas that I didn't design out and document testing, um, troubleshooting, you know, certain issues that weren't well documented, that weren't well tested. By doing all of those things, I struggled to get to a point where I was comfortable. And a lot of that could have been avoided had I just taken a little bit of time before I started writing code to really look at, okay, what does this code that I'm about to write look like? Where does it live? Why does it live there? Would it be better somewhere else? Could I put it over here? Um, oh man, I almost went to like Dr. Seuss mode there. But by doing that, I am able to move stuff around, look at how it connects with other tools. And, and I particularly use my node for something like this because I can kind of take a node, build it out, do all the stuff with it and then like drag it into place somewhere in the system. And if it doesn't fit there, then I move it and then I draw other arrows and pointy stuff all over the place and get it working. And if that doesn't work, then I, you know, take it somewhere else and just the process keeps going until ultimately we have a place where it's supposed to be. Now, I wonder what kind of project is going to be next for me? Because like I said, I, I'm finishing this up. I'm going to be going through the documentation and things like that, that I should have done really at the beginning of this and along the way. But ultimately, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. But I am wondering what's next for me in my projects list. Now, some of this stuff depends on some other things in the future that I'm not yet ready to talk about. Uh, a lot of this depends on the upcoming stuff with the podcast mentorship that I'm a part of. Uh, there, are, I think there's a, I'll add a link to the show notes for that. Um, first of all, big shout out to everyone and a big congratulations to everyone that's a part of that program. You guys, everyone is wonderful. Um, I, absolutely love the conversation that we've been having so far. I can't wait to learn and grow with everyone. Uh, thank you to everyone that that congratulated me. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out podcastmentorship.com. It was, it's a great honor to be a part of this initial cohort. And I hope to, you know, 
learn, learn a lot from it. But what is next for me? And what's the next sprint? One of the things that the Cortex folks over at Relay FM talk about a lot are, are the ideas of having themes for instead of like uh, goals or um, what is it? Resolutions and stuff. They have like yearly themes. I'm not one for yearly themes, but I do like the idea of for this next season, I'm going to focus my attention on this. And this actually ties into a conversation on Twitter with a friend of mine and guest of the show, uh, Andrew Brown. Congratulations to him. He's actually about to have twins. I'm really excited. And, you know, that that seems like a, a handful to deal with. He's got a couple of new problems going. <laughs> Not just kidding. But I think that, you know, he asked, how do you focus on your family, raising your family and having, you know, dreams and ambitions? And I, I think that one of the things that you can do to to really tie that in is be very, very deliberate in the things that you do. And that's where I'm kind of getting at now is being deliberate, having a design for whatever it is you're wanting to work on. It's that measuring 12 times and cutting once instead of measuring once and screwing up the first cut and then having to go out and buy something, you know, buy some more stuff and try again. I think that for me, this next season that I'm not ready to commit to just yet, I want to do a little bit more designing what it looks like. And that might mean implementing a 12-year system for this upcoming season. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I'll, I probably will be talking to a few people. There's a couple of podcast episodes that I've, I'm a guest on that I think will help bring some of that to light. But I think what I'm going to do for the meantime is I'm going to start taking inventory of all the things that I'm doing, all the things that I want to be doing, and all the things that I don't want to be doing anymore. And I'm going to start looking at how can I design a lifestyle or a system that works well with that. Well, we're we're about 25 minutes in. And as you all know, these episodes tend to run shorter. So thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much to Nadir Mawali for the use of his music, A Hustler in Spider Myself, for the intro and outro. And if you want to reach out to me about anything that I talked about, or you can do so on Twitter, I'm at KJY Miller. Of course, follow prod underscore in underscore tech on Twitter for updates. And of course, you can check out this episode and more over at podcast.productivityintech.com. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next interview that's going to come out. But I hope for the last 20 minutes or so, we've been productive. Take care.